0: Hello and welcome to the Fit Minds podcast with Coach Mariah Jean, where we talk about all things health and fitness, mindset, nutrition, mental health, bodybuilding, competitions, business, coaching and beyond. Talking to and with everyday people, athletes and coaches in the industry. Be sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast for future episodes and subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Instagram, Facebook and TikTok pages, Mariah Jean Fit. You can also check out our coaching website, coaching team, and client results at mariajeanfit.com. Changing lives one day at a time with sustainable fitness and nutrition education. Let's dive right into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another podcast on Spotify by the Fit Minds podcast. Coach Mariah here. So, today we're going to be talking about the good girl syndrome and perfectionism. Today I've decided to do my podcast walking around the house again because being pregnant I have to keep my feet up uh, lately a little bit more than I used to. Bottoms of my feet are very sore so I'm using the opportunity whilst I have something to do to distract myself (laughs) to get my steps in so unfortunately I don't think I'll be doing some vlogs for a while just so I can seize the opportunity to get a little bit of exercise in being a Being a person who works from home, I tend to sit down quite a lot during the day. So, I'm going to specifically discuss the toxic cycle of perfectionism. Predominantly in women, but obviously this personality trait, behaviour or characteristic does exist in men as well. Interestingly enough, women are actually more likely to suffer with the crippling effects of perfectionism than men. Now, this doesn't mean that men don't necessarily struggle with societal pressures. It means that women find the need to pay significant attention to detail or are never satisfied with an end result. And we seem to place an insane amount of pressure, not only on ourselves, but also on those around us. Yes, that's correct. We can be seen to hold ridiculously high and oftentimes unachievable standards. It's a good girl syndrome, but it's not just defined by a person's compulsion to chase the perfect end result, but also to please others, saying yes when in reality you may want to say no, upholding poor boundaries and doing whatever it takes to keep the peace. I would say this strongly ties in with the concept that women are raised with an incredible pressure to uphold a certain image, body type and demeanour the classic behave like a lady principle. And if you recently watched the box office hit Barbie, the movie, this film touched strongly on a societal construct which leaves women doomed to fail within a culture which perpetuates the perfectionist good girl stereotype. So if you find your identity uh, sits with the qualities of a notorious perfectionist, You're a serial people pleaser, you struggle to say no even when you really want to, you push yourself above and beyond to the point of burnout and you're never quite satisfied with anything you do in life or perhaps anything that you have in life. This is the podcast for you. Where does our perfectionism stem from and what are the dangers of dancing with this all too familiar pattern of behaviour? Childhood experiences trauma, learned behaviours, and external environmental or societal pressures, or possibly all of the above, sometimes fed by our upbringing and parenting experiences, other times fueled by our peer group, colleagues, friends, other family members, <clears throat> or even social media influencers. Yet it becomes much of an internal process, with most of our cyclic prefe- perfectionism stemming from poor self-esteem self-worth and self-confidence. It's interesting how a perfectionist can have a poor self-esteem so they can look like they or appear seemingly perfect on the outside and they're crumbling on the inner. Interestingly enough, uh, and sadly, serious mental health conditions such as eating disorders and OCD are linked strongly with maladaptive perfectionism. So I was actually diagnosed with two eating disorders and obsessive-compulsive disorder at the age of 20. And this is why I can strongly identify with the concept of perfectionism. And obviously these mental health conditions can ultimately lead to harmful impacts on our mental and physical health. Perfectionism was often previously thought to be a positive or admirable quality in an individual. But we now know that perfectionism and people pleasing can be somewhat crippling to the human psyche. Driven to the point of obsession, never missing a beat, going over everything with a fine tooth comb, beating ourselves up for making the smallest of mistakes, restarting projects or commencing new endeavours because we are in a state of constant internal dissatisfaction. Criticising ourselves deeply, taking responsibility or blame for almost every scenario possible having trouble standing up for ourselves or drawing boundaries, and subsequently being walked all over, used or taken for granted. So I definitely think I fell into this category um, for actually a really long time. Probably only really broke free of this a couple years ago. I'm talking two, three years ago. I started to uh, relinquish that sense of uh, urgency around absolutely everything all the time and also around... Uh, significant control and the image that I had to uphold, the way that others saw me, etc, etc. It's a universal truth that we can't please everyone. And yet somehow we find ourselves in a position attempting to do just that. And it's comments like these from oftentimes perfect strangers or those closest to us we should probably hold at arm's length that drive the nail into the coffin of upholding our good girl image. You're too skinny. You could lose some weight. Why do you eat like that? You should eat this. You're a bit much. You're too outspoken. Tone it down a little. Why are you so shy? You should make peace with your family. You should be more social. Don't cause a scene. If you work a little harder, you'll get there one day. You should probably take a break, etc, etc. How many times have you heard a comment, received criticism, backlash or even judgement and simply wanted to tell the person to politely and unapologetically get fucked? (laughs) The issue at hand is that we walk on eggshells in hopes of avoiding conflict, when in actual fact in doing so we swallow the very poison that was spat out at us there's a huge difference between standing up for yourself and escalating an issue beyond what is necessary. And it's interesting to note that traditionally men do most of the work when it comes to setting clear boundaries, standards and expectations, at least in society. I think they're probably worse at this in relationships because they would like to keep the peace. So I think that's where a little bit of that comes from for from, from men. But you do see that men have a better ability in society as a whole... To uphold assertiveness and women tend to take a back seat in hopes of hiding beneath the protection and security of saying less and working harder and obviously staying in our place women such as myself who are outrageously outspoken bold and firm in their beliefs and boundaries are often mislabeled misconstrued misconceived ...as rebellious, off the guard, out of control, controversial or even eccentric. And yet we seem to say and do the things that many women struggle to. We speak our minds, we never apologise for our wild side... ...we wear what we want to, you know, we we pursue the dreams and hopes and goals... ...that we want for ourselves. And we don't apologise for our strength or our intelligence either... And our self-confidence is often perceived as cockiness. So it's interesting how alarm bells go off. And I think we've all been in the situation when we see a confident woman or we hear a confident woman who can, you know, enunciate her words correctly or presents herself well, but in a way that is strong and determined. And we've been conditioned to see this as a red flag, You know, maybe she shouldn't be so confident, maybe she shouldn't be so cocky. It's sad, isn't it? And yet, when we see men displaying similar behaviours, it's actually received entirely differently. I used to, used to, identify as a perfectionist. I was that girl who wanted to be loved, respected and adored by anyone and everyone. And it completely crumbled me when I received any sort of criticism, either online or in person, I would spend days, yes days, and even weeks mulling over the opinions of others, oftentimes people I'd never met. And too many times to count chose the safe path to social acceptance, rather than simply accepting who I am, what I stand for, and who I want to be. I would overwork, overthink, overanalyse, and overdeliver, just to prove a point to the world, and more importantly, to myself. And yet, it still left me feeling hollow, empty and desperate for love and acceptance. The processes of reversing perfectionism lie within a a few key principles and their applications. Number one, accepting and embracing our human qualities is just that. Not flaws, not holes, you know, not failures. Just simply being human and acknowledging the mistakes we make as a part of our lives and learning process. Coming to terms with the idea that perfectionism and pleasing everybody is absolutely impossible. What is perfect to one person may not be perfect to another. The perfect scenario will greatly differ depending on perspective. We cannot and should not attempt to make absolutely everybody in our lives happy. In fact, we're going to have to wholeheartedly let go of the desire to do so. Yes, that's right. Quite literally, stop trying to convince the world to love you, accept you, or even like you. Attempting to perfect anything, including your own self-image, self-accomplishments, etc., whether it be your aesthetics, career, social status, material possessions, or relationships, and beyond, will leave you in a perpetual state of misery. Your best self isn't measured up against anything other than the standards you set for yourself – And if the ceiling is too high, how do you ever expect yourself to reach it? Life is ridiculously short. Spend more time doing the things you truly love, chasing what you actually want in life, rather than what you assume everyone else wants for you or expects of you. Giving less fucks. You probably heard me say this one a few times. And releasing the fear you have around doing so. Trial it with a couple of small scale moments in time and take as many opportunities you can To practice standing your ground, you'd be surprised how liberating it feels to be assertive, authentic and unapologetically yourself. Trying to control absolutely everything is not only exhausting but also unnecessary. We have very little control over many facets in life and even less so over other people. Controlling certain aspects of our life, like creating stringent rules and standards, can often leave us feeling like we're never good enough. We're constantly missing the mark, or even so, feeling anxious and overwhelmed. Control is an illusion. We can influence and we can take action, but the desire to control stems from fear and fabricated pressure. We are the only people, okay, who get to decide what pace we need to take, how far we need to go, or what we're aiming for. There is beauty in relinquishing control and easing our way into commitments, our career and obligations, going softly with ourselves and allowing situations, people and occurrences to be what they are instead of attempting to pick up the pieces and force anything that doesn't align with our values. And perhaps lowering your expectations of yourself may make the everyday mundane tasks more enjoyable. Living for the little moments and internally celebrating even the smallest of daily accomplishments instead of constant grandiose achievements or milestones. And taking a more realistic approach to what you can commit yourself to, what works for you and reflecting instead of constantly scrutinizing. Not everyone is going to like you. Some people will adore you and others will have little interest in engaging with you altogether. And this is completely and utterly okay. And utterly necessary as well. Imagine how exhausting it would be engaging with multiple different personalities, Um, even celebrities, even people who are ultra famous. There are going to be people who adore them and people who just aren't their biggest fans. Comparing your wins less with the wins of others. In fact, you should probably stop doing this altogether. Again, I've spoken about this extensively before. If this is something that you find yourself doing or you've stopped doing it and you've fallen back into it occasionally, please catch yourself because the second you compare yourself to somebody else, you've already lost. And the loss is your own, your own fabricated loss. There is significant freedom in learning the art of staying in your own lane. The joy you experience once you master this way of being is like no other. Confidence stems from a decision to deeply love, respect, and value. And see what I said there, a decision, right? It's not actually a fact, it's a decision. To deeply respect, love, and value who you are right here and now. And that measure cannot possibly fall into the hands of others. Or we would be defined by the conflicting opinions of the world around us which in turn leaves us in a perpetual state of internal conflict. So starting today, seize the moments when they arise, when you feel a strong sense of desire to step into your authentic self. Hold on to that thought and see where it leads you. Say no, okay, to the people, things and places you simply don't feel safe with, that you don't need, want or identify with. And instead of dreading what will happen if you say no, look at the positive and wonderful things that could happen for you if you, if you say no. So actually look at you know, giving yourself a chance to see what that could present to you. Release the fear around doing what you love, avoiding your own desires or feelings just because you're afraid you might upset someone or offend someone. Seek less of the approval of others, less of the standards you measure up, uh, based on a fictitious version of yourself you're miserable in creating anyway. Sacrifice your, sacrificing yourself and your true identity for the sake of upholding your good girl status or image isn't worth the time, effort or heartbreak. Stop living in a constant state of fear and learn that you will always be going up against uh, someone else or something else that doesn't agree with you. You'll be going against the grain in someone, someone's eyes or someone's world. So why not remain true to yourself? Free yourself from your own chains and deep desire to belong in a place you know you don't even want to be. The beauty of this life is that we are the curators and our decisions become our destiny. Choose wisely, choose freely and never apologize for simply being who you truly are, for you and only you. Now, that's about it for today's podcast. I'm keeping it nice and short. It really is a fairly simplistic yet complex topic. And much of what I touched on are going to be deeply ingrained behaviours that only you can start to break. So hopefully a couple of the tips and pointers in this podcast have helped you to relax a little, to step into your own and to simply acknowledge and honour your true self. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to doing another podcast for you soon. Bye.